Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by the Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association, castlerock-petenwell.com. And by Huntworth Gear, high-tech camel wear at a price you can afford, huntworthgear.com. I'm Dan Small. Today, a Lake Michigan fishing report from Charter Captain Dumper Dan Welsh and a fishing report from Castle Rock and Petenwell Flowages with guide Jesse Qualley, plus a look at an adjustable red dot sight system for compound bows. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio, so stay right there. Well, it's time now for Madison Outdoors, brought to you by Pappas Trading Post, Southern Wisconsin's largest Matthews and Mission archery retailer. They're located just west of Arena at the intersection of Highway 14 and County Highway H. You can look for two giant arrows on the south side of the highway. You really can't miss it. You can also find them online at PappasTradingPost.com. And, of course, you hear this feature each and every week at this time on WTSO, the Big 1070, and any time at all on our podcast on LakeLink, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, joining us once again for a few months of talking about deer hunting, live from the Trading Post is J.C. Chamberlain. J.C., welcome back. Yes, uh, great to be back. Mean season's right around the corner. Yeah, it's hard to believe. Uh, archery deer season is just over two months away, but you've been hunting already. Uh, tell us about that. We went on a family vacation to Hawaii and have a buddy over there and uh, got the chance to go shoot a couple access deer and a, a wild hog. It was pretty exciting. <laughs> now, that's with your bow, of course. Yes, it was all with the bow. And as far as animals go, they are probably one of the toughest out there that I've ever played with as far as getting in close and how skittish they actually are. How do you hunt them? Pretty much all spot and stock is what we were doing. You know, I've know that guys have satin blinds and stuff for them, but pretty much everything we were doing was just spot and stock. Find a group, go after them. If it blows up, well, lick your wounds and find the next one. <laughs> okay, what kind oh. of cover and what kind of terrain have they got there? Kind of a gamut of things. Um, the deer will be anywhere from down in the lowlands, which is usually kind of grassy, like tall grass pastures, stuff like that, all the way up to almost the top of the mountain. Um, what we were hunting was a kind of a mixed um, forested slash pasture area and it has a lot of rolls in it you're hunting at elevation that's not super high but no, probably right around that three to five thousand feet roughly up there a little bit okay and you took your daughter along i understand i did i actually had an opportunity um she'd never been on a, a true spot and stock with me um, she sat a bunch with the bow she's you know shot her own deer and turkeys and was able to take her along um there was a particular pasture they had and so we got to do that kind of get crawled in on them and ended up shooting a, a smaller bucket like 40 yards it was pretty neat to have her along with what did she think of that experience uh she loved it it was actually funny crawling through the grass they've been pretty dry so it was quite short so i'm basically on my belly crawling and she's small enough that she's upright crawling around and I'm taking a straight line, and every time I'd look over my shoulder to see where she was, she'd be, you know, 10 yards to my right or left. And <laughs> she was just having a blast. So. I'll be darned. Yeah. <laughs> and you didn't spook the deer? We didn't. We actually uh, just about crawled past them. They were on this little knoll and had seen them, and I could see three. And so I ducked back down, just kind of whispered to her that we needed to make our little bit better time. We had to go a little faster to try to get there. And back and they were gone so I figured they were just over the top of that little knoll so we were hurrying to get there and just before we got there she actually stopped me she's like dad she said there were some uh, goats in the pasture as well and she's like dad there's a goat looking at me and so I looked over and sure enough there was and I'm like ah, it's okay the goat's calm and she's like dad there's more looking at me and turned out that it was the deer oh. <laughs> so we we crawled right up to him and, and almost got busted but luckily was able to get off a shot wow and then you kneel i would assume you can't really shoot lying down with a bow uh no at that point i was actually sitting indian style just because she had 
said something, and I thought the deer were over the knoll, so I kind of just sat up a little bit to look and was sitting there Indian style, and I was like, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> so you brought some venison home, I hope? We did. I um, was able to bring both of those back, um, along with a, a wild hog from up on the mountain. It was a very successful, really what would be about a full day of hunting. A lot yeah. of opportunities in that time. Well, now you've got some venison and some fresh uh, wild pork in your freezer, but most of us are waiting for bow season. What should we be doing now? The biggest thing right now, and I can't stress it enough, is to get the bows out, get them looked over, get them in to get tuned if, if need be. If nothing else, get it out and shoot it a little bit just to see if there's anything that is visibly wrong or, or anything that's changed since last fall. And you say get it in to be tuned if needed. What if it needs parts? For the most part, we can get stuff fairly quickly. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's normal, uh, but it's better than it has been in the last couple of years. The hardest thing is just, you know, if we do have to order something, um, we don't know what that exact time frame is. Uh-huh. Um, most things we can still get within a couple, three weeks. Um, but there's going to be a lot of stuff that, you know, especially arrows, um, sites, uh, some of those things, if we don't have them in stock, we may not be able to get them before season. Well, what about new bows? What if somebody wants to upgrade? We have quite a bit of stock, so there's quite a few options there. If it is something, you know, with Matthews that we were needing to order, right now they're running probably about a month. So not real bad considering. Yeah. <laughs> some things, you know, are a little bit quicker than that, but for the most part about a month is what they're running at the moment. Now you mentioned before we started recording that you have some new blinds. Tell us about those. We still have Shadow Hunter and we have another hard sided blind um that we're giving a go this year, the Orion blinds. It's kinda neat in the fact that you can actually take it you still have to get it to where you want it to go, but um, if you don't have a lot of heavy equipment or anything, um, really, you know, a four-wheeler and a small trailer, you can get it there. But you can get it to the spot, and then you actually assemble it on the spot. You don't have to have, you know, super wide paths. If it's super steep and you couldn't get a, an already assembled blind up there, you might be able to get these up there pretty easy. They go together quite quickly. Good. And that's Orion is the brand? Yes. O-R-I-O-N. All right. Well, we also talked about practicing at 3D shoots. Uh, I understand there are quite a few of them going on in the summer. Yeah, and it's starting to be a little bit more popular again, which is awesome to see guys getting the bows out and shooting them. There's a lot of unique shoots that are going on out there. I know they have some around Tyrol. There's one coming up the end of July, and it's a pretty neat one. A lot of up and down hills, some longer distances, some unique shooting positions, and Kind of similar to what you'd run into to some of the real big national shoots that they're doing now. Kind of neat that things have gotten to be more than just, you know, walk around a flat course here and there and, and shoot. Even doing that is huge. Yeah. You know, shooting at 3D animals versus shooting at a bot on a target. Yeah, so. absolutely. And the shoots you're describing are more like the kind of hunting you did in Hawaii and the kind of hunting some people still do here in Wisconsin, stalking and still hunting, walking through the woods. Oh, absolutely. And judging yardage, if you choose to do so, can really help with practicing for that. Um, The biggest thing besides shooting at an animal is also shooting, you know, up and down hill, awkward footing. You know, maybe you got to lean out around a limb or something to shoot past a tree, let's say, or something like that. So it's more of that realistic hunting situation, and it kind of gets us in that mode of, you know, realizing that not everything is going to be perfect, perfectly flat ground, flat shot, standing in your flip-flops in the backyard shooting. At a 20-yard stake, a target at a 20-yard stake. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Well, um, and you've got flyers available there at the trading post that lists some of the shoots, correct? Uh, we do. Um, from some of the different clubs, we got stuff hanging up in the shop here. Um, also, they actually have a printed out little pocket flyer that has all the dates and, and stuff on them and where they're at. Cool. All right. Well, before we let you go, store hours? Uh, right now, we're open Monday through Friday, 10 to 6, and Saturday, 9 to 5. All righty. We will catch up with you again in a couple of weeks and probably talk about scouting at that time. I don't look forward to it. All right, J.C. Chamberlain with the Madison Outdoors Report from the Pappas Trading Post there on Highway 14, just west of Arena. You can find them also online at P-A-P-P-A-S, com. I'm Dan Small, more Outdoors Radio, right after this.
Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. If you're ever in a motor vehicle accident, call Hupe and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal, year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm Voted Best and Rated Best, Hupe and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit hupe.com. And all 11 offices of Hupe and Abraham in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois are open for business. Well, joining me once again from his home, gosh, two weeks in a row, he's home uh, in Wisconsin Rapids, Mr. Hardwater Jeff Kelm. Yes, sir. Yeah, how was your 4th of July weekend? Um, It was nice. We we just, uh, we kind of hung out at home. Um. We got a bunch of stuff done here. Kids played in the pool. I mean, it was uh, relatively uneventful, Dan. It was it was nice to not have to go anywhere. Yeah, I'm sure you take advantage of those rare weekends in the summer uh, when, when you can stay home. But your tournaments are resuming. You've got a busy weekend this weekend. Yeah, two events this weekend, uh, Minnesota High School Championship on Lake Mille Lacs and the Wisconsin High School Championship on uh launch out of Lake Wabisa, but the anglers can fish uh, anywhere they can float a boat on the chain. And, of course, those aren't on the same day, or there's no way you could do them. No, no, we've got them split. Uh, we got them split up enough that uh, we got some travel time in between, and um, the way those events work is we don't call any blow days or weather days. If they don't happen, they don't happen, and um, we either reschedule for another time or, or it just isn't held that year. So... Um, uh, so it gives us a little bit of freedom to go, well, we're going to put it here, we're going to put it here, and as long as, uh, you know, the road travels are good, we're, we're good to go. So. Yeah, all right. Well, I hope they go well, and, of course, we'll get a report next week, and then you're going to do some camping next week. I yeah, we, uh, we've we actually, uh, you, you know, the Airbnbs, uh, Dan, we, we actually did the same thing with a camper. We're renting somebody else's camper, and we're taking that camping because we want to experience some camper camping sometime, and... Uh, we want to see how the kids like it. So we have rented a camper. Uh, we're going to go to Mirror Lake State Park and uh, do some camping as a family and um, check out that state park. We've done a number of state parks over the last uh, couple of years, and uh, we, we enjoy doing that. So uh, this will be a new experience in the camper instead of a tent. Yeah, okay. Well, we did when I was a kid, when I was Robert's age, we did a lot of camping, and we had one of those tow behind um, you could call it a pop-up but it really was a fold-up fold-out canvas tent basically on a small trailer box uh, sure sure and there were i don't know how we got five of us in there but we did <laughs> <laughs> mom and dad and my two brothers and and me and uh, we we did a fair amount of that and that thing sat in the yard then in the summer and we played in it and eventually of course the canvas rotted and I don't know whatever happened to it historically, but uh, it was it was a great adventure. But now modern campers, gosh! Oh yeah, uh, this is a twenty-three foot camper has all the modern amenities you could think of: uh, uh, queen size bed in it on one side and bunk beds on the other side, and it'll be pretty nice, Dan. I, I don't think we're going to complain too much. I don't think so. The kids <laughs> will have fun. And Robert's been busy, I understand. Uh, yeah. Baseball and uh, BMX. Yeah, finishing up his baseball season. His team won the championship. Robert played a big contributing role in that, so that was cool. And then uh, he, we, we have a really great BMX track. In fact, Dan, I did a, a piece at this track at, for Outdoor Wisconsin uh, many years ago, 
Oh, and yeah. um, uh, this is before I moved up to the area. And uh, we, we drive past that track all the time, and Robert's been wanting to try it for a while. We got him a bike a while back that he could use. And uh, once baseball was done, because practice, of course, of the BMX track is on Tuesdays, and baseball was Tuesdays, and they raced Thursdays, and he had baseball on Thursdays. So now that baseball's done, <laughs> we can try this BMX thing. And he loved it. The first time, I'm, I've never seen him so intrinsically motivated to just better himself without me saying anything. I just sat on the sidelines talking to other parents. Let him go, yeah. yeah. Well, cool, cool. Well, I stayed home. Uh, we didn't do any fireworks this year. We we often go to uh, either Westby or Viroqua, and we just kind of laid low. And I'm I'm not really getting paranoid, but I think I'm going to avoid cities and crowds. And I don't know. Now you got to avoid parades and fireworks. And gosh, uh, uh, we're hoping that this current rash of craziness in this country end soon but i don't see any sign of that really yeah it's uh it's incredible uh how um how how distraught things are you know when you look across the board and people politically and and morally just can't get on the same page it's 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 uh incredibly sad and and yeah i hope i hope too the same thing You, you would just hate to be in those experiences Absolutely. Well, of course, we focus on fun things in the outdoors, and coming up, we'll talk with Tim Zelenka about his invention. It's an adjustable red dot sight mount for compound bows. Jesse Qualley of Greenwater Walleye's Guide Service gives us a report on summer fishing on Castle Rock and Petenwell flowages. And third week in a row, Charter Captain Dumper Dan Welsh says things are really going great on Lake Michigan off Sheboygan. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. We at Remy Battery Company want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the past 90-plus years and your continued support of our local, family-owned company. Stop in and see the expertise of over nine decades of battery knowledge and customer service. Let us take care of the batteries for all of your needs, from power tools to sump pumps and ATVs to hunting decoys, even down to the smallest hearing aids. Big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. It's time now for an update on Lake Michigan fishing in the Sheboygan area, sponsored by Dumper Dan's Sport Fishing Charters, Condos, and Riverfront Store, right there where all the action is on South Pier Drive in Sheboygan and on the web at DumperDan.com. You can also find him on Facebook at Dumper Dan Sport Fishing Charters, and these interviews are posted with a little video and photo supplement every time we do one on his Facebook page. Our other sponsor this week is VisitSheboygan.com, and boy, a lot of folks are visiting Sheboygan. You've been a busy guy, haven't you, Dan? Absolutely. It's uh, it's going quick here, and it's very busy. A lot of hours, a lot of people, a lot of fun. 
How's the fishing now? Is the warmer water helping? Yeah, the water swarmed up a little bit. We kind of got hit here with some fog. We've had fog here for a few days. It's still cold, the water, a little warmer than the last time we spoke, but the fog bank came in, and it's been kind of foggy on the lake, which for us is no big deal. Sometimes we like fog better because, you know, it activates the salmon a little longer throughout the day as far as our feeding patterns go, and also we can hide in the fog from other anglers. <laughs> they can't find <laughs> <Yeah>. us. <laughs> Yeah, and I suppose you guys are moving targets here. You got six boats, and they all say Dumper Dan, and they all look alike. Um, you know, people know yeah, yeah. people know they where the fishing us. is. Yeah, well, but they that, find us, they follow us. There's no doubt about that, and I don't blame them because I'd do the same thing if I was in in their shoes. But the fog, I mean, we have radars on our boat stand, which is nice for safety, and yep. we can see everybody on our radar units. We got autopilots and. GPS and and uh, everything, the fish finders. So we're we're good in the fog. But yeah, the fish have moved in a little bit closer, Dan. We've been fishing them 60 foot out to about 120. Uh, we're getting some decent kings in that area, some lake trout in that area. Not too many cohos of late, but 60 to 120 has been good both north and south of Sheboygan. And then out that 150 to like 250, we've been catching a few more steelhead and some lake trout out there too. But the kings have been in a little closer, and there's been some of them around, some nice sized ones. The water's, like I said, still cold. It's about 52 on the surface, but down where the fish are, it's about 45 degrees. But it's been good. Yeah, we've been coming in with some good numbers, as you can see on our Facebook page. Yes, sir, and some good sizes on those kings and lakers as well. Exactly. In fact, I got a photo on there, Dan, they can check out... Uh, we had 10 fish laid out on the bench uh, for the taxidermist. He came the other day. We have an in-house taxidermist that picks up every two weeks. And there was 10 of them there, and they were ranged in size from about 17, 18 pounds up to 25 pounds. So some nice mounts going on the wall for our customers. Boy, a taxidermist will be busy with uh, with 10 fish, and I'm sure he's getting them from other people too. Well, he is. Yeah, he does fish from all over the place. But, I mean, last year, just through my, my building alone at Dumper Dan's, we... I think we gave them, had about 60 mounted. That was just over 60 total for the year. So that that's a lot of fish, especially when they're running 35 to 40 inches long each. It's, yeah. a, it's a big, hefty mount, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Who does your taxidermy? Dennis Reinhardt. He's out of the northern Wisconsin area. He lives up in Boulder Junction, Tomahawk area, Manaqua. But he comes to Sheboygan quite often. He's got family here. And what I like about Dennis, he reminds me a lot of my uncle that used to mount fish, Jack Welsh, Welsh taxidermy out of Fond du Lac. And he's very good, just like Jack was. And their skin mounts are not replicas, which is better yet. You're getting your actual fish, which... Uh, really makes it look nice and he does a great job he also has a taxidermy school he's an older gentleman but he teaches taxidermy too so he's, he's a really neat fellow yes i know him and i know of the school uh, that whole family is big in taxidermy right yeah and they're good at it so that's uh, you know that's what we have, why we have them because we want the best of the best when it comes to a, a memory and a trophy like this for our customers to take home absolutely well how are you catching these fish the best has been slide divers, dipsy divers up higher in the water column, been good downriggers. We're fishing flasher flies, green flies, uh, white flashers, green flashers, trolling about 2.4 to 2.5 miles an hour. We put a wide spread out, as you know, Dan, of tackle from dipsies, downriggers, slide divers to lead core, copper, which is copper, is a weighted line that we put out on the planer board. So, you know, we're running right now. We're running about 16 to 20 lines per boat every trip, as long as we got enough people to cover, you know, that many lines. But we're running a big spread of tackle and covering a wide area, and that really helps because then you can target all sorts of species fishing from, you know, 20 feet down to the bottom in most places. Now, you mentioned that you're fishing fairly close to shore, so despite the fog, is this something uh, a small boat angler, private boat angler can get in on? They can, you know, you just got to be careful in, you know, in the fog and, and keep your running lights on. Always keep, that's the law too, you should have your running lights on. Coast Guard always tells us that so you can see lights in the in the fog. Just be careful, take it slow. The biggest issue we have with, with anglers, private boat anglers, is they go too fast. Uh-huh. And they got us, they have a GPS. We had an issue the other day where a, a, a boat went by a 17-footer behind us, and he took two of our planer boards, cracked them off, and busted both rods on our boat. Oh, boy. And he was going, he was moving. He was doing over 30 miles an hour in the, 30 miles an hour in the fog, and that's, we, we don't go that fast with radar, not even close. With radar, these guys got GPS, you know, so they think there's nothing between them and the lighthouse. Well, think again, be cautious and, and take it slow and yep. be safe. But 
it's it's fine to fish in the fog. Just you know, don't be too uh, too crazy out there as, as far as speed goes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's a good thing nobody was injured. It's too bad you lost gear, but um, that's better than having somebody go overboard. Absolutely, yeah, and there's no doubt, and it, it's a scary situation at times when these guys do this, and uh, they got to be careful and slow slow it down and, and make sure you, you're watching where you're going and also sound your horn. We do. We have automatic fog horns on our boats, and they, they sound every two minutes and um, beep the horn so we know everybody knows you're there, especially if another angler doesn't have radar. Yep, absolutely. Well, now, this was uh, July 4th weekend. The 4th was Monday, but uh, you had the Venetian Boat Parade on the 3rd on Sunday. What's that all about? It's neat. I love the boat parade, Dan. I, my family comes down and a lot of my friends, you know, on the boardwalk um, to, to check this out. And it's right at dark. It's at 930, always on July 3rd that evening. Get down there early to get parking because I don't know what the total number of people down there is, but I'm guessing it's between 15 and 20,000 people um, that just uh, walk all over the boardwalk at a spot to watch this parade. And um, usually 25 to 30 boats are in it. The Coast Guard starts it and leads it. Uh, the DNR is the last boat to bring up the rear, and um, 25, 30 boats in between from sailboats to power boats all lit up in the dark. It's really neat. Venetian Boat Parade, all lit up, up and down the Sheboygan River from uh, South Pier to 8th Street Bridge and back. And some of them are pretty fancy, aren't they? They are, yeah. There's some that have music on them. They're dancing, and they're, some people dress up. And, yeah, it's, it's really neat. A lot of lights, and they got generators on some of the boats to keep the lights lit up, you know, um, to keep that going. But, yeah, there's some themes on some of the boats with, you know, singing and dancing and it's neat. It really is. I like, I, to be honest with you, I like that as much as the fireworks of an Asian boat parade. It's it's something to definitely see if you're in town. Yeah, and you don't participate, huh? No, a lot of people have been asking that I should, especially with six boats. But the reason I don't is because we got to get up at 4 o'clock the next morning and take customers out charter fishing. So I don't know if we'd have enough time to get all the lights off. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> you mentioned fireworks. That was pushed back till uh, the 5th because of the weather on the 4th. Yeah, we had some storms and rain come through, and, and they decided, you know, kind of last minute to, to move it a day later, which was the smart choice, so definitely. And, and they do that periodically. You know, you got to play the weather, of course. But, yeah, July 5th, you know, this is when it is now. And we always have our fireworks in Sheboygan on the 4th. A lot of other places vary it on different dates, but we're always on the 4th. And back updates the 5th. And, you know, hopefully, you know, if the fog's not too bad that you can see the fireworks, it should be all right, I think. But they canceled it not because of the fog. It was the storms that came through, a little bit of storms and, and rain, a little bit of wind. But that's fun to see, too. On the lakeshore, boats go out. They'll, I do. I, I go out at night, and we take boats out, and we go out on the lake right out in front of Blue Harbor Resort, and we just idle over there in about 15, 20 feet of water and watch the fireworks. And it's, it's a heck of a view, Dan. I mean, it's it's really nice when you got a ringside seat for, for a show like that. Absolutely. Well, and there are more things going on. We won't talk about them all here now, but visit Sheboygan.com is where people can learn about what else is going on this summer in Sheboygan. Yeah, absolutely. Stop in there, uh, talk to Shelly and the gang uh, at visitsheboygan.com. It's right by the 8th Street Bridge, brand new building. They just built it not too long ago. A lot of information. they got clothing there. People are a lot of times looking for Sheboygan clothing, and they have that. Um, and a lot of pamphlets and brochures and, and guidebooks and maps and everything. You can't miss the building. It's right by the 8th Street Bridge, right by the boat landing here in Sheboygan on, on 8th Street. And walking distance from Dumper Dance. Absolutely. Yep, yeah, right across the bridge on the other side of the 8th Street Bridge. All right. You still got openings in July and August? I do, yeah. The early part of July, mid-July is, you know, filled pretty heavy. Um, but later July, the last week, I have some openings of July. It should be prime time for these kings. So I would get a call in to me as soon as possible, 920-377-1147. August, we have openings. We have uh, openings in September yet for the fall salmon run. So get a hold of me, 920-377-1147. Uh, make your reservation with us today. All right. Well, Dan, thanks so much, and uh, hope you have good fishing. We'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Sounds good. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. Same to you. Dumper Dan Welch with the Lake Michigan Fishing Report from the Sheboygan area. His website is DumperDan.com, and on Facebook, Dumper Dan's Sport Fishing Charters. Also brought to you this week 
by visitsheboygan.com. I hope you will visit Sheboygan this summer. Lots going on there. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. You know, bow hunting season is several months off, but summer's the time to start planning for fall hunting. If you're a bow hunter, odds are good you shoot with a peep sight on your bowstring and one or more pins on an adjustable sight attached to your bow. And you're practicing this time of year. Maybe you're looking for a new sight. But, you know, as we get older, looking through a peep and lining up the right pin with a target, whether it's a deer or a 3D target or a paper target, that can be a challenge. So joining me now to talk about a revolutionary different option for sighting on a bow is Tim Zelenka. He's the inventor of the adjustable red dot sight system, or ARD for short, and his website is adjustablered.com. Tim, thanks for joining us. Hey, nice to be here. Yeah, and welcome to our radio network. You are in Grand Haven, Michigan, which, as I understand it, uh, geographically is just across the lake from Milwaukee. Yep. The lake being Lake Michigan, and I'm sure we have some listeners over that way because the main station that we air on is WISN 1130 AM out of Milwaukee, and their signal, I know, carries across the lake, at least sometimes. So you may hear from some friends who said, hey, I heard you on WISN. You have this new mounting system, or, or new to me anyway. I just learned about it this week from Tracy Breen, who is our contact for Huntworth Gear. And you told me about Josh Rayleigh, who has a podcast. And I just met Josh this week because he's got one of your mounts, and I, I got a chance to see it firsthand and I didn't shoot his bow because he draws a little heavier weight than I would, but I was impressed. It really struck me as solid, as very durable, I would say almost infinitely adjustable, at least as far as a bow hunter is concerned, and pretty unique. So rather than me blather on about it, why don't you tell us uh, what is this adjustable red dot system that you have? We've been shooting a red dot on our bow for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And up until probably the last 25, we just used a fixed sight where we uh, used to have that red dot on there, but we had to sight it in at 20 yards or whatever, and that's all we got. Mm-hmm. And if we wanted to shoot further, we had to aim high. We started playing around with a few options out there, you know, where people tried to make it adjustable, but it just wasn't easy. So we just started toying with the idea and, and finally came up with a design that worked and that was our, our focus was it had to be simple. A red dot is very intuitive and quick, so we didn't want to complicate it with with stuff that wasn't going to um, be practical. You and I have talked about how red dots work, and I talked with Josh about that too. It's a single point of reference. Uh, you just put it on the target. Many turkey hunters use red dot sights, uh, either on a crossbow or on a shotgun, and I have friends who hunt deer with a red dot already uh, on a crossbow, and I've used it on a on a shotgun for wing shooting uh, occasionally. What are the advantages of a red dot sight from somebody who's been doing it for many, many years? The biggest advantage is just the, how fast the, the target acquisition is when you look, because we're focusing on the target mm-hmm. rather than on, you know, looking through a peep and a pin, and that is huge. And Kind of like you said in the intro, guys are getting a little bit older. That their pins are getting fuzzy because you know they're 55, 65 years old. The red dot takes all that away because we focus on the target, which and our eye focuses at infinity rather than three feet in front of us. Mm-hmm. The dot is crystal clear. You also told me, and I saw it firsthand with uh, Josh's bow, and he has it, by the way, on a Matthews. Uh, one of their newer bows, you describe the system, the adjusting system, as being on an arc, and I'll talk about that a little bit. The key to the adjustable part working and why everyone has struggled with it in the past is if, like on a single pin on a slider, normally that would just slide vertically up and down on your riser. Yep. 
if we did that with a red dot, you'd constantly have to bend your head and your anchor point would change. Uh -huh. So as we put that on an arc, as it slides up and down, it, it, it turns just a little bit and keeps that dot aligned with your eye at all times. So, you know, your body is the center of a circle and it's just rotating around you. And, and that's the key to making a, a red dot adjustable because we can't move the dot because it'll change our anchor point. You also showed me, and I or told me, and I saw firsthand, if you torque the bow just a little bit, left or right, the, the dot disappears. So it forces you to keep that bow straight, I guess is the way to put it. Just like if you had a red dot on a handgun, if you turn the handgun sideways, you're not looking straight through that sight. Yeah. Um, you can't see it, and, you know, we shoot with both eyes open, so now we're looking at everything, you know, at, uh, limiting our vision by, you know, shutting one eye. Yeah. Now, you, you mentioned both eyes open, and I have a, a close friend who cannot see out of his right eye. He, he uh, has uh, learned to shoot left-handed uh, with a rifle and, and even with a bow. Would your sight system help someone who is visually impaired and has just the vision in one eye? We set one up for a guy in uh, I don't know, Louisiana or something that he was right-handed and blind in his right eye. And he struggled. He just figured out how to do it so he could crank his head around and look with his left eye. Because you shoot with both eyes open, we just made the rings a little longer for him and spaced it and put the red dot in front of his left eye instead of his right eye. Mm -hmm. And it seems like, oh, that would never work because now the sight is two inches left of the string but it doesn't make any difference because it's still parallel to the riser, and uh, it worked great for him. So, so the sight being an inch, or in his case, two inches left of the string, that's not going to affect the impact of the arrow? No, no it's just a, the dot is a reference point. Mm -hmm. And you can imagine if you, if you had both, you were looking through the sight with your right eye, uh, you'd still be looking at the target, and your head would still be in the same position, your anchor is in the same position, but we're just seeing the dot with our left eye instead of our right eye. It sounds like, oh, that would never work, but it, it works perfect. You know, I told you when we talked earlier uh, this week that I really wanted to get my hands on one to see what it does and to see what it feels like. You know, and I've shot a red dot on a pistol and a shotgun and even a crossbow, so, uh, you know, I, I was familiar with that, but not with the adjustable on the, on the bow. Now, your adjustment system is a series of clicks, and they're, they're, they're stiff enough that they're going to stay where you put them, and yet they're easily moved because the wheel is uh, user-friendly, I guess I'd say. It's pretty big, and it's got uh, bumps on it. You know, you you did that on purpose, obviously. Yeah, yeah the, the knob design, you know, we made it big, that, like, uh, kind of bigger little paddles, so if you had gloves on, it was still simple to turn. Yep. And uh, the clicks, you know, work by, there's four little stainless steel spring-loaded detents that, pop in and out of some machined grooves the sight slides up and down on a on a dovetail like a train track those four detents are heavy enough you know they can hold up the sight the sight only weighs 13 ounces but you know they have to lift i think the red dots weigh about five ounces mm -hmm. which one you choose but uh, yeah. um, you could pull the, the sight up and down but it would be pretty tough the point is it's not you're not going to dislodge it uh, accidentally when you're in, in your stand. No, no, not sitting in a stand. You you could be walking through the woods or something and maybe bump it. Yeah. Um, we we have a couple different knob designs. One of the knobs has a lock in it, so you can lock it in the upright position, but it rarely moves, and nobody really uses the lock. Even guys that have it, they'll say, no, I don't ever use it. Huh. So uh, we kind of got away from using the lock, and we wanted to keep it simpler, keep it more low-profile, so most of the time we're just using a, a knob without a lock now. Yeah. So what you make is the mount and the rings and the adjustment system, and then you you also sell the red dot sight itself, but you you told me that people can use their own, buy, buy their own red dot from whoever they want to, right? Yeah. The system we've used for the longest time, or the, the site we used is like more of a tube style. Yep. And um, Red Dot, the one you saw is an Ultra Dot. Yep. Um, that's a competition pistol Red Dot. Um, that's a little more intuitive because it's round and it's a little longer. But we have a, a little different one with a rail, it's a Picatinny rail. So if you already have a Red Dot or there's something different you want to put on it, 
can't use everything because some of the red dots just sit up a little too high because they're designed for an AR or something. Uh-huh. But, uh, you definitely have options, especially if you, you already have one and you don't want to go buy another one. Yeah, okay. Now, you've had some success uh, with your new mount system. I understand you and your daughter both took some nice deer recently. Yeah, we shot some big deer in Kansas over the last couple of years. I guess all my relatives did. One we shot last year, the bigger one was just about a 200-inch deer. Yeah, impressive. I was able to see one there in person. Where can other folks see one or get one? I guess they have to go to your website, right? Go to the website. There's a link to a lot of the YouTube videos you can watch. My phone number's on there. It's the same number we're talking on right now. Mm -hmm. You can call me, ask me any questions. If there's somebody close to you, I've got a lot of people that don't mind showing you a site and letting you shoot theirs as of right now. The only thing you can do is order it off our website. Uh huh. Okay. And you have several systems. You have one you call the Elite, and then there are several other packages, right? The Elite one is the one where we're using the adjustable mount with an ultra dot, and then we have the adjustable mount with the rail system. If you already have a red dot, or you want to stick something, you know, a Vortex Spark Solar or something, a different red dot on there. We have more of a budget package where we make a fixed mount that's not adjustable. So a lot of guys will pair that one up with. There's an inexpensive $50, it's called a Firefield, that's a tube-style red dot. If you're going to introduce somebody to it or you just said, oh, we call it a backyard buck package where someone says, I only go out my house, behind my house, I don't, I don't shoot any further than 20 yards, I don't want to spend a lot of money, that one will work for that. You can pair it up with an ultra dot too. Mm-hmm. If you're in a situation that you just didn't shoot over 25 yards and, and the adjustable bracket you just have no need for it then just stick with a fixed bracket yeah and that's essentially what you shot for years until you developed the adjustable yeah we, that's for 30 years you know we would just <laughs> usually sight it in at 20 or 25 yards yeah and if we had to aim a couple inches higher a little bit low we just adjust it yeah okay well, Tim, we got to let you go, but I think I know a lot of our listeners are, are bow hunters or, or target shooters, and I hope we've uh, got some of them interested in learning about this. And if they call you or contact you, I'm going to ask them. I'm asking them right now. Let them know where you heard it, folks. Uh, uh, heard about it. So uh, thanks so much, and uh, we'll keep we'll keep in touch with you. And good luck this fall. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. You bet. Tim Zelenka and his device is the Adjustable Red Dot, and his website is AdjustableRedDot.com. Check it out. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Castle Rock and Petenwell are two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes. With more than 60 square miles of water, they offer four seasons of outdoor fun. Halfway between the Twin Cities and Chicago, and just minutes from Wisconsin Rapids and the Dells, you'll enjoy family-friendly resorts and campgrounds, great fishing, bike trails, county, state, and national parks, and the Nesita National Wildlife Refuge. Learn more at castlerock-petenwell.com or on Facebook at Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. Get outside and let us be your guide. Florence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 miles of wooded ATV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to hike to, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to the exploreflorencecounty.com lodging, dining, and recreation tabs to plan your trip. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the disruption camo pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. 
Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. The Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association, castlerock-petenwell.com, and Lemonware Township offer four seasons of outdoor recreation on two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes and many miles of river, hiking, and biking trails and more. Check them out online at castlerock-petenwell.com. And joining us now is Jesse Qualley. He's the owner of Greenwater Walleye's Guide Service, and his website is greenwaterwalleyes.com. And we haven't talked to him in a while, but he's back with us. Jesse, thanks for joining us, and welcome back. How's it going, Dan? Yeah, it's been a while. Been a while. It has. Now, you offer guided hunting and fishing trips throughout central Wisconsin, and I know you spend a lot of time on Castle Rock and Petenwell flowages. How has fishing been so far this summer? That's great. Now, before we started recording, Jesse, you said you've been really busy guiding and that a lot of people want to go fishing. I don't know if it's the pandemic or I think it's just people are just sick and tired of being at home and wanting to get out. A lot of people out fishing, you know, a lot of guys calling, and it's been a lot of consecutive days out on boats, you know, Petenwell or Castle Rock. Even been doing a half-day trip on Petenwell and jumping down on Castle Rock and doing an afternoon trip even at times. Wow. And what are you catching? Oh, mainly walleyes. But now we've been getting a few white bass now, and they were another one that came out real slow out of the river, you know. The water was being cooler. They stayed in the river quite a bit longer this year. And now you're catching, you know, the perch are really starting to bite again. And with a real hot weather like this, the panfish really turn on like the bluegills. So yep. Mainly just, you know, been getting a few panfish, but mostly walleyes and white bass. Uh-huh. And are you trolling or jigging? What are you doing? And any size to the walleyes? Yeah, on both Petenwell and Castle Rock. Now, there's a size limit out there. It's a slot limit. They have to be 15 inches of keep, 20 to 28, no harvest, and one over 28. But both bodies of water this year, the year class of walleyes, between 15 and a half to 15 three quarters to 17 inches, that year class is crazy out there. Lots of fish in that size. Oh, that's great. Those are perfect eaters and uh, all legal yeah. fish. And that's what we've been doing, too, is keeping those and anything 17 inches on up, we just toss them back. And you're getting, uh, when you say limits, uh, what is the limit on those lakes? You can have five walleyes per person each in a day. And we just, my, I keep it at 10 fish in a boat, 10, 10 walleyes in a boat. If we get 10, they can, we can go target something else or do something else. You know, otherwise, we can just call it a day. But that's what, you know, that kind of protects the protect the, the area and stuff like that. But, yeah, 10 plenty for a fish fry. Yeah, absolutely. And for white bass, are you doing the same thing? You're just picking them up uh, along with the walleyes? Yeah. Mainly we've been doing is just targeting the walleyes, and then you'll pick up the white bass. you get a few crappies here. But lately we've been fishing, you know, we've been fishing with the walleyes. We're getting perched, so we'll downsize on some baits there and pick out a few perch in some of the areas too. But, yeah, a lot of white bass. You can't. Seems like you can never get away from the white bass. I mean, even you could probably troll a musky bait on some days. I think they would hit that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are kind of uh, they are kind of cooperative, aren't they? Oh yeah, yeah. You can you try to go deep down, you know, with the, with the heat, the fish are a little bit deeper, and you try to run your crankbaits a little deeper. Well, they follow it deeper too, you know. And you try to go high, get away from them. Oh, they're loaded up high, and so are the sheephead. I think the sheephead just they must have just finished spawning here, and holy moly. They have sheephead are everywhere on the first, you know, let's say the top five tiers of the water of the surface, you know. You know, a lot of people don't like them, but um, in my experience, if you put them on ice right away and uh, you know how to clean them, yep. they're quite tasty. Yep, I have cleaned a lot of sheephead for people. A lot of people keep them. You know, you don't keep them giant ones, but you, yeah, what I do with them, the best thing to do is bleed them out and 
throw them on ice right away, and there's nothing wrong with them. It's just like the white bass, same thing, bleed them out, and then you just keep the back strap on them, you know, above the mud vein and the belly. That way you don't have any of the belly meat. Keep them on ice. There's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. Yep. I've seen them uh, cooked at, at fish fries right alongside crappies and walleyes, and except for the maybe a different look to the fillet, people can't tell the difference. Yep, correct. Yeah, I had some guys the other day that they said that they only caught walleyes, perch, white bass, and they never had white bass before, and they kept 30 big white bass, and they're like, hey, there was nothing wrong with those fish. I said, all you got to do, it's all in how you clean something. Same thing with a catfish. You just, you know, there's a way you can keep, do the catfish, too, is, you know, the same thing, bleed them out, keep them on ice, and when you flay them out, you just start behind the ribs and just keep that back stretch, I mean, the back stretch of the flay, and there's nothing wrong with them flays either. Yep. And when you say bleed them out, you're talking about cutting the gills, right? So they bleed yep, there. Correct. Yep, yep. So what I'll do is, on a, like a day, a real hot day today, like that. So I'll have my, I fill my live well up at my boat landing with cold water, and then we'll throw the fish in there. So then, before we come in, I'll cut them all and then let them bleed, and then just throw them, you know, let them. I usually, you know, idle, you know, a couple hundred yards and bleed, let them bleed out, and then just throw them on ice. And I know another guy to do the same thing. You know, just like salmon fishing, you know, just bleed them all, throw them on ice, and then they're good to go. And another thing on that is they're so much cleaner to clean when you're playing them. For somebody who's never fished these bodies of water, they are huge lakes. What advice do you have? You know, there's so many apps out there nowadays. Just, you know, you got Lake Link. You can read on Lake Link. Just scroll down through the bodies of water. Just, you know, a lot of people are giving information out what they're using, you know, the areas they're targeting, what kind of crankbaits, you know, just. And with all the newer age electronics nowadays, it's, I mean, fish don't even stand a chance, you know. You know, call around or talk to your local bait shops, you know, ask questions. You can call the county park. There's all kinds of stuff you can do, you know. But I would just, you know, Read through Lake Link, a lot of stuff, you know, and read, you know, there's a lot of guys that are doing the same thing, you know, and just, you know, study a map real good or just look at a lot of information. There's a lot of YouTube channels out there. There's all kinds of stuff. Or they could call you and uh, book a day on the water with you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if they want to get through that route, yes, I have that a lot. You know, guys went out five, ten different times. They're like, we still can't figure out how to catch them trolling or we can't get them jigging or... You know, you take them out, and you're like, oh, yeah, we're totally doing it different. Nope, I understand it. That's why you hire a guide, you know, to help you out, to say what people want to learn. Absolutely. Well, Jesse, um, I know you're busy. You've probably got more trips this week, so I will let you go. But I appreciate your taking time to share your insights with us and some good advice there. And it looks like the fishing is really hot now. Oh, yeah, it's been good. So, but yeah, just let me know. And- if anybody has any questions, they can email me or call me or I'll gladly help you out or you want to book a trip, anything, anytime. I, I, I like to see people catch fish. I don't, you know, it's not it's not always about limits. It's about learning or an experience or, you know, or you want to take someone out for the first time, yeah, just let me know. I can help, I'll definitely help you out there. All right. Well, Jesse, thanks so much, and we'll catch up with you again later this summer. You bet. Jesse Qualley of Greenwater Walleyes. His website is greenwaterwalleyes.com. And this was brought to you by Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. Check them out at castlerock-petenwell.com. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Castle Rock and Petenwell are two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes. With more than 60 square miles of water, they offer four seasons of outdoor fun. Halfway between the Twin Cities and Chicago, and just minutes from Wisconsin Rapids and the Dells, you'll enjoy family-friendly resorts and campgrounds, great fishing, bike trails, county, state, and national parks, and the Nesita National Wildlife Refuge. Learn more at castlerock-petenwell.com or on Facebook at Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. 
Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the Disruption Camel Pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 miles of wooded ATV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to hike to, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to the ExploreFlorenceCounty.com lodging, dining, and recreation tabs to plan your trip. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Jeff Kelm. We're brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. And they got great deals on new and used boats. Summer is not over yet. We're only halfway through, folks. Get on their website and Facebook de- uh, page for details on that. We're also brought to you by Castle Rock Pete and Well Lakes Association. 60 square miles of fun on the water. CastleRock-PeteandWell.com. And by Huntworth Gear. High-tech camo wear at a price you can afford. HuntworthGear.com. And if you are still looking for episodes of Outdoor Wisconsin, it's probably not airing in your area unless you're in the greater Milwaukee area. You can watch past episodes on the website, milwaukeepbs.org. And, of course, our Deer Hunt Wisconsin show is on our YouTube channel, the Deer Hunt Wisconsin YouTube channel. And, by the way, we'll be producing another uh, version of that show, the 32nd annual show this fall. We haven't started shooting new stuff yet. Actually, we did shoot a bunch of stuff last fall, but uh, we haven't done the, the critical stuff, the forecast and all that kind of good stuff. But that's coming up. If you want to check out the radio show and take it with you online all the time, you can download the show. Go to lake-link.com. Go to the outdoor radio page, and you can download this show, past shows as well, and listen to us throughout your week. You can find Dan on social media at Dan Small Outdoors and follow me at Hardwater Jeff. A couple calendar items this week. We've been mentioning the Backcountry Hunters and Anglers Hike to Hunt program. It's going on now through July 31st, and you can learn more at backcountryhunters.org. And by the way, I'll be speaking at the Wisconsin Backcountry Hunters and Anglers Rendezvous July 30th, I think it is, the Saturday in... Horicon, I think it's a Horicon uh, Bowman or any, an, an outdoor event there, I believe. Our friends at Ballard's Black Island Resort are offering a two-for-one summer deal. and uh, You can check that out at blackisland.com. A chance for two folks to fish Lake of the Woods for the price of one. The DNR has notified this year's winners in the elk tag drawing. A, I didn't get one. You didn't get one, did you? I know you didn't, Jeff. <laughs> I did not. No. Nope. Yeah, Fort Atkinson, Hudson, and New Richmond are the hometowns of the three winners. But you can still buy raffle tickets for a chance to win the one remaining tag in the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation raffle. Go to rmef.org and look for the link. Well, the DNR is providing free well screening for nitrates at Farm Technology Days. That's this coming week, July 12th through 14th. And it's going to be held at the Real Farm in Clark County. You can learn more on the DNR website. Uh, nitrates are one of the most common health-related contaminants found in our uh, groundwater. You can bring one cup of well water in a clean container to their booth and get your results in a matter of minutes. Okay, if you've got items for the calendar, send us an email, dsoradio at gmail.com. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes at warrennelson.com. I'm Dan Small here with Jeff Kelm. Jeff, have a great weekend with your tournaments and uh, get some rest in between. (laughs) I will, Dan. Thank you so much. You bet. Folks, get outside this weekend and be sure to join us again next week for Outdoors Radio.
gets a little chilly on the gunnel when my lazy Ike is just too lazy to lure when the worms go dry in the coffee can honey I'll be true 